other dog is now jumping up trying to get my attention. Hey, old man. You want to be on the podcast? Well, you're, mm-hmm. well, you are now. <laughs> what was your favorite match, buddy? Welcome to Grappling, Rest, Hold, and High Spot Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm also Shane. Shane, <laughs> we still haven't, still haven't figured out what it, Shane, Shane Cody Shane. Yeah. For now, we can just, you know, It's just us tonight anyway, so it's, it's just, just Shane and Shane. Shane and Shane. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Oh. And I am actually pulling, I'm, I'm looking through the list of matches right now from last night. So we're on the... Day after a jam-packed dynamite, not a great yes. dynamite, but a lot sure as hell happened. Yeah, every single I, second of the show, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff pushing a lot of stuff forward. Uh, I think I, I guess the I, the stuff I remember most aren't necessarily the matches. I think there were a couple. Stuff. Yeah, there was a couple memorable. Well, one memorable. They two memorable like interview segments, which I guess were in succession. Christian Cage interview. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> I uh I I I really hope Christian's talking to people before he does these promos because he is being brutal. Yes, sure so is. <laughs> and I know the uh the I almost felt worse for, for Matt Hardy than than Jeff Hardy. Because I think that was one of the one of the things you could you could sit back and be like, oh, I shouldn't poke light, make light of someone's addiction, DUIs, etc. And all that is true. But it seemed like the promo took on a different it wasn't specifically at the um at the expense of Jeff Hardy. He twisted around to say, like, you know, your brother has these issues and yet you're still the one. That's the real mess up, you know, the real like F up in the family. So I think that's what distinguished it for me from some of the other things that WWE has done with like uh there was a <laughs> specifically I don't know if you if you may have seen this during the uh like you know early covid era of WWE there was a uh, rivalry between Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. Yeah. At one point yeah. Sheamus threw I think a glass of Pit. or was no, it jeff threw the jeff, piss jeff threw the piss or... on seamus because he had to do a, a, a drug test that's right that oh my god i one i i don't like the whole bringing the addiction type thing because you don't need it mm-hmm. you know, let people get well but also i had been watching uh seamus had been doing a lot of the celtic warrior workout things online <laughs> while he was hurt and so I'd actually been watching a lot of him on YouTube as himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was just doubly off-putting to have him come back and just be like a fucking complete dick. For no apparent real reason. Like, no. I don't know. I, no. It's not no. like they had history or, or anything. It just, yeah, no, no, that whole angle made me cringe. Yeah, the... Yeah, I think it's easy enough to if if you are discerning whatsoever to distinguish the two between an angle like that or you know like terrible stuff like um Hawk being on top of the being on top of the Titantron drunk during the Attitude Era, uh saying he was gonna jump off uh when they WCW used Scott Hall in his addiction. As a storyline as well, you know, like this isn't being at least used as a because a device to to further a story specifically with Jeff Hardy. It was a reference to him, certainly in poor taste. But the fact that it was then brought to the twist was that it was about Matt and not Jeff, and about Matt using his brother, about Matt using everybody. 
And also just maintaining the continuity of, you know, he can't come out and say to um, to Christian Hardy, like, oh, you're, you've been using Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. You know, he was, he was, you know, uh, forthright about the fact that he had used people himself. And, you know, there was continuity in the story. It wasn't just, you know, face turn and boom, now I forget about all of the things I've done in the past that are what I'm casting aspersions on you for. Uh, yeah, did no, you exactly. did you like yeah. the segment or did I I did and I didn't um, overall I did so hold on one second <laughs> I largely feel the same way I I will like this segment up until the point where it leads to Matt Hardy having a match with Luchasaurus at a pay-per-view or a pre-show or on a dynamite or just Matt Hardy having a match with someone involved here, whether it be Christian Cage or Luchasaurus. Um, as long as that doesn't happen, I liked it. But the thing that I would find uh, more upsetting and um, more insulting is if, uh, is if we have to see Matt Hardy have a match as a part of this feud. Yeah. Yeah. Like on one hand, when he came out, I was like, "Why? Why? Why are we inserting Matt into this?" Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's one person I just want to see have a break. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Matt would be near the top of that list. Um, but it did kind of, you know, you're right. If this doesn't lead to a match between them, if this is a way that you know they kind of write Matt off TV. Also plays on the, you know, the, the history between them, like all that I kind of liked, you know, um, if there is somebody from the back, you're going to come down to say Christian's an asshole. And yes, I'm an asshole, but I know he's an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in that sense, I thought it was good. Um, I, I, I do like. I'd like the progression of Christian's character because he is a fucking unbelievable ass. I do not know where this is going. I, I, you know, I was frustrated by the fact they didn't talk about Luchasaurus's turn, but he also set it up to do it and then didn't go through, which was part of, you know, the shtick. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I know you guys want this, so fuck you. Um, so all in all, I thought that was successful. Um, it's keeping me interested and then they can play it along until, you know, Jungle Boy is healed and comes back and knocks sense into his dinosaur buddy. I don't know. I'm thinking that's, I'm thinking that's the direction is that Jungle Boy comes back, has a match it all out with, uh, Luchasaurus. They, you know, rekindles their friendship and then it leaves Arthur Ashe, which I think is in September. I think so. Actually, look up when All all Out is in um, August, I think. And then Arthur Ashe is Grand Slam is in September. So then that leaves that as the blow off match for Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. Yeah, I think that that timeline makes sense because I wouldn't want to see it go any further to the point where we're looking at full gear in November for Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. I think that's just... uh, the storyline has gone on long enough. It's had enough time mm. to breathe. You're going to give it two more months at this point. I think that's plenty. Yeah, yeah. Unless he's significantly hurt, in which case, let it breathe. But true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah I like that timeline if, a lot. Yeah. If that's the case, then then of course push things back, and then don't really know what you do kind of in the interim there but uh all out is september 4th apparently oh and then i think arthur ash is if this is a wait when's this article from hershon ross sap is september 4th unsure of what uh what venue they're going to be in in chicago though uh and then Grand slam uh, we'll have to see. Well, I, I I just don't think I hope they don't push. Don't go any further with saying audacious things. I think you've tested the limits. Just pull it back just a little bit. Uh, 
because I don't I don't think there's much more room you have before you say something. It's like, all right, man, enough is enough with this. Yeah. In yeah. terms of Christian Cage. Uh, it looks like Grand Slam is going to be September 21st. So that's about two weeks um, between All Out and now. About 17 days. Yeah. Okay. About two weeks between All Out and Grand Slam. So it gives you a little bit. I think that's probably a good a good amount of time that you get get like a couple dynamites in between to build Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. Um, was there anything else out of out of the ring that stood out for you? I think you said there were there was potentially some of the more memorable things were not matches themselves. Yeah, I mean, I just I guess the two other, well, I guess maybe three things that kind of I remember, not necessarily for you know, oh, these things burn their way into my mind. Memorable, you know, there was the. Uh, Dark Order coming out saying the six of us are all here. We're the Dark Order. We're staying. Noticing Colt wasn't a part of it. Uh, But I have uh, what culture I think was talking about how he's supposedly still signed and they might be using him for Ring of Honor. Uh, So that's something I like to keep my eye on. Um, I did not like the Jericho Appreciation Society bit. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Eddie Kingston was cutting, was like in the midst of cutting a really good promo. And yeah. it just, it cut it off. That's why I didn't like it. Otherwise. Yeah. That, that's it. It, it. it messed up the flow. Like, cause I was trying to think back now, trying to pull it from my memory. It's like, well, it kind of did what it needed to do, but you're right. It, it was, it, it interrupted what was a good flow and it what it also it's one of those points that's you know creates the cognitive dissonance of making me aware of the structure of the show so i'm like who the fuck are these camera people (laughs) (laughs) did they just break her arm are you wrestlers or what like like it's too much of of getting confusing with it and Oh, this horrible thing. Now next. Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> now, I don't know why Jericho blowing a fireball in someone's face doesn't fall into that territory. But <laughs> this just it just felt weird. Yeah, I, th- I think there were a couple things that uh that moment, which I I again only really minded that because it was Interrupting Eddie Kingston, busting Tony Schiavone's balls. And I'd much rather watch that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think he was like, you know, pull pull the mic up, be a professional. Say anything. <laughs> just like busting <laughs> Tony Schiavone's balls. There was a moment, I think that actually happened before this, where they cut backstage. It was kind of an ongoing little thing they had throughout the night, which I found amusing, but Mark Sterling was trying to get people right. to sign petition to yes. get Swer- Swerve Strickland released, uh, which the Danhausen part of it, I thought was pretty funny. Well, Keith yeah. Lee, it was fine, but it felt very WWE because it was just, it was like, oh, let's cut to the back where two people are talking and no one is there to interview them. And there's no reason why there should be production back there, like you said. Yeah. Um, so that stood out to me. I, I laughed. I found it funny, but immediately after was like ah that felt pretty wwe i don't know i won't see too too much of that how about how about matches was there there a match that stood out for you um let's see the uh i liked the swerve in our glory butcher and blade match um the i think this is the first time i got to see uh roosh in a match it's a good match it played out to be more of an angle just based on the finish yeah but uh I I enjoyed it. They beat the piss out of each other, smacked each slapped each other's chests. So you yeah. know, silly. I always enjoy that kind of shit. So yeah, no, I I, I like that. I think it's good. I want them, you know, to develop something up with <laughs> else with Andrade. So uh, I'm optimistic where this goes. Um, <laughs> I did. I think I put this in the Discord I, because this was right after the Dark Order segment, and in the middle of the match. 
I see somebody run down the corner and I swear I thought it was negative one. And I realized, oh, wait, that's Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting tired. Oh, that's I was watching it <laughs> on replay. Um, but I think, I think I wanna... the most important match to me was the Gun Club. Um, yeah. And acclaimed. It was the most memorable. With, with Bear Country, Some Dude, and Fuego Del Sol. Leo Ruff, he was uh, he was um, North American champion in NXT. Oh, during the the Wednesday Night Wars, Wednesday Night War era. Um, oh damn! He beat, he beat Johnny Gar. I think he beat Gargano. Wait, who 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 was he in NXT then? Leon Ruff. Oh, okay. <laughs> same name. He's one of the few you know few people that actually have the yeah. same name. But they've been kicking around this idea of roughing it which was at one point it was going to be Leon Ruff and Bear Country. Oh, actually, they do have it listed that way in the uh, the match recap. So which I think is a uh, could be a really fun pairing. These two huge mountain men. And then you've got tiny little Leon Ruff, who yeah. he in some ways, Russell's a lot like Leo Rush in that a lot of what he does is about just like moving moving quickly, being very agile at interesting angles, avoiding people. Um, the same way Leo Rush kind of does. He's not anywhere near yeah. as good as Leo, Leo Rush is. Uh, did I say Leon Rush? I meant Leo Rush. Leo Rush is in the yeah, ring. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got a, a sort of similar vibe to him. Um, the, the, I think the best, the most memorable heat spot I can, rem- I can remember seeing in a long time is Max Caster's about to rap. And then <laughs> grab the mic from him and don't yeah, let the awesome don't let the crowd hear it. I was like, oh my! I think my mouth fell. I'm like, my jaw fell. Oh my god! How are you going to do this? <laughs> and it's funny because I also thought Austin Gunn was then going to do the intro, and it was going to make it more silly, but he didn't. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. huh? It's funny because it made the. I mean, there's still Billy Gunn's. Was um, as Dick Saller said, his slime ball sons, <laughs> but he did make them seem a little more as adults. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they go, they're pissed, I believed it, but then they win the match, and you think, okay, this is gonna be okay. They get in the fight, and then you know, scissor me, daddy ass gets a uh, smash in the face. That uh, was. That is going to be a moment I am going to remember. Yeah, probably years from now, is like just <laughs> silly, incredible AEW moments. The like looking up at him to like spare me. Yeah, puts up the scissors <laughs> and he hits him in the face. Oh, incredible! Like I, I loved it. Now I, you know, I'm conflicted because with one hand, I mean, I loved Billy Gunn with the acclaimed. But on the other hand, you don't want to overplay this. It's better to end it sooner than too yeah. late. And it makes sense. I mean, if Anthony Bowens is healthy, they claimed it's going to go on. Um, quick, easy way to turn him face and they can go on and continue their progression. Um, so uh, I, I get it, but it still hurts. Yeah, I will. I will miss it. But um, remember what we had. <laughs> and if it can give uh you know gun club their first substantial feud that they can have a program that could go on for a little while that's cool yeah yeah into yeah. that uh that was <laughs> in terms of things that i'm going to remember months from now that was the match that had things you know i had a couple moments that i'll remember i did really like the main event though too moxley and birdie cake it didn't quite hit the heights that it could have it probably could have used about three or four more minutes. <clears throat> but I ultimately really enjoyed the match. Um, yeah, I think it, it, the match was good. I mean, they're both great. They're both believable. I think this is just one of the things where I've just seen so much of Mox going through brutal stuff mm-hmm. that 
and I've seen him take down people. It's just like, okay. I mean, there's no, like, I know how this is going to end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the only surprise was the first choke out, wasn't it? It was the second one. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in a vacuum would have been great in the context. I don't know. I, uh, it didn't, it didn't rise to, you know, rise to the heights that it could have. It wasn't yeah, anywhere near as good as Moxley and like Brody Lee was. Yeah. But yeah. there's something poetic about the fact that it's like it's Rochester, home of Brody. Yeah. Brody, another Brody, a monster dominating Moxley for most of the match. And then beats him with the bulldog choke like he did with uh with Brody Lee. Yeah. So I thought there was yeah. something fitting in that. Probably could have done a little bit if it had maybe another week in between, I feel like, to to want to build a little bit more. That might have been nice. Uh, yeah. There were also times where like Brody King wasn't really like selling his knee as much as he could have, stuff like that. But overall, I thought this was like technically speaking the best match that we had. But uh, yeah. a jam packed dynamite, not a great one, but a jam packed one, and I was I was entertained. I'll say that. I know in in general what I've heard is that people are pretty down on this show, but. I I enjoy it anytime I can see Mox as the champion and not CM Punk. I'm pretty happy. That's that's something I've noticed is that the lack of CM Punk makes me feel like AEW is back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope they. I don't know. I hope they get more explicit with that when CM Punk does get come back. Um. That you know. I, I if he's there, I want to see him as the cancer that's killing AEW. Yeah. And you know, lean into it. But whether I that's guess, maybe that was gonna be the journey all along. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I feel like we're like I feel like that's wish casting. Like as I started to talk myself into it and I started to pull that into the promos, but I think that was reactionary. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole plan was for him to be the, <laughs> the babyface champion because everybody loves fucking CM Punk. <laughs> that's, and that's fair. I know that most of my old Tony. <laughs> we're, we're we're in the minority, I think, in yeah. general. So that's f- f- fair enough. And, and I don't even dislike CM Punk. I just <clears throat> what like I think him he's him being believably the best in the world right now is just. Not believable. No. You know, not now. No. <laughs> uh, no, and, and I, I don't, I also don't, I feel the same way. I don't dislike him, but he is not anywhere near the top of the card for, for me because as good as of a promo as he is, it takes him like 15 minutes on the mic to sell a match in a way that it takes John Moxley 45 seconds. Yeah. Um, so it feels like CM Punk is definitely a WWE guy if he comes out and cuts uh, and whether people want to admit it or not that he comes out and needs to cut like 12, 15 minute promos in order to sell something. <laughs> yeah. Cuts some really cuts great promos. He's he's amazing. It's one of the best one of the best in the world, but not the best. For me, for my tastes. We'll put it that yeah. way. Yeah. I'd rather watch uh, Minoru Suzuki look at a camera, make a face in a camera and that sells me on a match more than a 15 minute punk promo can. So yeah. yeah. Suzuki can walk down a, a, a hallway, a smile <laughs> like a madman. And, and I'm, I'm like, I'm okay. invested. <laughs> yeah. I got all I need. Um, I guess harkening back to the Ruby thing with the Jericho appreciation sign. I mean, apparently, you know, obviously Ty Conte is part of that now. I was sort of hoping that maybe there would be, you know, an ancillary Ty Conte, Ruby Soho feud. And we'd have some other women's matches that don't involve the belt that can continue on another story. And God forbid we have two matches. Mm-hmm. But then if our arm's broken, how is that going to happen? So, you know, I think it's the other thing that got me annoyed by that. It's like, just have Ty cut a promo on her and challenge her for a match and set that up, you know? Yeah. You don't need this. Because also, 
mean, I, I'm pretty sure Eddie Kingston's gonna kill all your people before you guys can realistically kill this. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's what's the what's man was the, gonna burn you, dude? Yeah, he covered you in gasoline, lighter fluid, yeah. lighter fluid, I guess, yeah. whatever, whatever it might have been. What's the what's the test? This makes me think of the um, there's the the test for movies, the Bechdel test, the Bechdel test. Yeah, yes. like yeah. how badly it failed the Bechdel test. Oh yeah. It, it, Yes. Um, <laughs> then, you know, if there's some reciprocity and you suddenly had, like, male wrestlers being used as objects or, like, plot devices to further, like, women's feud. Okay. But when there's when there's no reciprocity in it and it's just, like, a one-way thing, then, uh, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Didn't need it. But yeah, uh, there was a women's match, uh, tag match. I guess technically didn't involve the belt, though. Belt was there. Uh, got to see mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa, so I'm always happy about that. Um, I thought Thunderstorm worked well as a team. Uh, match was decent. Uh, probably something that should have been folded in previously. <laughs> I don't know if it furthers anything or anything else goes from there. Uh, I really don't want this to be a thing where they are a tag team now. Because there are no women tag teams really in AEW. And I mean, it's a one off. It's great. Great name. Sell some merch. Have them be friends and come back together occasionally throughout time. Sure. You know, I could see. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter realistically tagging together. But this doesn't, there's nothing new that can come from this. So I don't know. I will say there are, they are building more women's tag teams right now. Cause you've got Maria Shafir and Nala Rose. You've got Mercedes Martinez, Serena Deeb. Um, but these aren't tag teams. Got, these are, they're uh, good single wrestlers paired together as tag teams you know like i mean i think to that well to like if that's the test you're applying then i don't think um like any any women's division anywhere really passes it like aside from i don't know not yeah aside from what the the iconics would probably be the one that they were strictly a tag team Yes. Um, you had Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles maybe for a little while, although Kira Hogan did her own thing too. But, um, but yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you don't want them to fall prey to the WWE thing where it's just like, oh, your tag division is just putting a bunch of singles together until you conveniently break them up five weeks from now and they suddenly have a uh, they're a storyline now about the breakup. So, yeah, uh, and doing point, this point taken for, for some people is fine but the fact that all of them like why don't these people have their own singles matches going on type thing you know that's Mm -hmm. it's not like you have a plethora (laughs) of um extra women to get on tv it's you know you're just not putting them on tv so since because this is in lieu of this was in lieu of their typical singles match not yeah. an, not an additive thing. So it's like yeah. okay, when if they brought a women's tag team title belt, fine, provided that it is fleshing out more TV time as opposed to just being done, you know, as a substitute week to week to week. Like oh, this week we have a singles match. Next week we have the tag match. Um, that I don't that I don't want. I don't care if they add new belts as long as it's like now two matches a week, maybe a crazy week and you have three. That'd be insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe they run back the women's tag team tournament cup. Um, yeah, I, I'm like, fine with a special men thing. That'd be cool. Yeah, could be something to do. So, um, but I just looked that up. I was looking when that took place, and that was that was summer of 2020. Oh Jesus! That they had that really? Yeah. Wow. Well. <laughs> with uh yeah diamante and evelise evelise yep. 
Big Swole and Lil Swole? Who the hell is Lil Swole? <laughs> Man, I was thinking about Big Swole recently and just lamenting they let her go. I haven't seen her anywhere. I mean, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. But I've not I've not seen her show up anywhere. And Diamante's been just she is a regular on Dark and Dark Elevation. I see her there, but otherwise, nothing. I actually uh, sort of skimmed watched the Dark Evolution from this last from this last Monday, and uh, I liked some of the matches, but the crowd is dead. Like at least yeah. the ones I was watching, like no one was interested in this. It's like ah man, it's kind of rough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know how you solve that. You know, it's but. given that it's it's taped the same night that they tape, or that they have live dynamite tape rampage, which oftentimes tape rampage feels a little flat too. Yeah, and I think they record elevation before dynamite. I think I'm not completely sure. Like I, um, I don't, I I. I don't advocate for an extra hour of rampage. No, but it definitely feels flat at times. And I would think that for having everybody there for the whole show and, and you know, I know logistically it makes so much more sense to tape them at the same time. Um, but I don't know. I, I've checked out the last few rampages just haven't, felt the need to catch up with them and I, I don't know how they really solve that conundrum. I don't know. Weird time slot. Uh difficult time slot. If it's not live. I watch it, you know, ninety five percent of the time I, I watch it while it's live, but I'm definitely uh, you know, an absolute diehard. So no. I used to watch it very regularly on Saturday, like the the replay feed. Mm -hmm. Just, I don't know, something the past few months. And I don't know if it's just, hey, it was just too much (laughs) overloaded. Take a bit of a break and step back, maybe. Um, Or from general things, you know, things last few months haven't necessarily been clicking in general. So spending another extra hour watching it. Yeah when you already didn't necessarily feel quite as invested in the regular two hour product could be, could be that too. Who knows? But we Um, did have, which we initially were um, considering talking about here, though there's not too much to go over is the upcoming ROH show. Death before dishonor, which I think is two or like two weeks out from that. Or is it three? Uh, It's July 23rd, I believe. 23rd. Okay. All right, so we've got at least more dynamites, I think. Yeah. Um, I am curious, like, what's the plan with ROH? I assume if they do have something, they'll probably wait to the pay-per-view to announce it. I, I kind of wonder, you know, do they have some people lined up? Like, Brian Cage came out at the last pay-per-view. We haven't seen him since. Rumor was they have a plan for him for ROH. Now, I don't know what the fuck the plan for ROH is, but uh, could be something. Also, rumor has it, you know, the Colt's going to be there. So at one point, are they going to decouple things? Are people going to move between the two rosters? I'm not sure. Um, if it's just a place for some of the other talent to be and occasionally come over or have them come together for pay-per-views, that could be kind of cool. Um, I am interested in this show, so I, I liked the Super Card of Honor. So I'm interested in Death Before Dishonor. I, I think the match. I mean, FTR Briscoes is going to be awesome. The first one was awesome, so you know mm-hmm. this one's going to be awesome. But I think the Wheeler Yuta Daniel Garcia match is kind of what I'm really interested in. Like I like them building them up. I don't know. It's, it can be something new, you know, the young guys to come out and earn their places, I guess. I think they're in a <clears throat> kind of precarious spot, depending on... I think they put... That was like co-main co event, kind of. I think what 
wait, did that come on right before the main event? Supercard? No. No, the uh, pure match was... I want to say it was in the middle. Was it? Okay. But but I, I don't I don't remember the order exactly at this point. So I feel like they had they had a bit of an issue when it came to the main event in that uh crowd was crowd was a bit dead. Yeah. After no, it was the match right before the main event. Oh. All right then. Because they had Dax or not Dax, FDR Briscoe's, then Suzuki Rhett Titus for the TV championship. Then Wheeler, Josh Woods, and then the main event. Okay. And Grisham and Bandito. Sorry, Chavo was at that show. Yeah. Let's see if he's going to be a part of <laughs> ROH in any capacity. Um, and then just anyone else. Is anyone anyone who is on ROH's roster going to be going to be on the show? Because as it stands, it's uh, I mean, they don't really have a roster, I guess, but yeah. Zans, it's Joe and Lethal or AEW. Wheeler Yuda. Wheeler. <laughs> yes, his name is Wheeler Yuda and Daniel Garcia. <laughs> both AEW. FTR, obviously. And then yep. the Briscoes, who are were on were on impact. They might have a I heard something about them potentially having a match with uh Good Brothers. Okay. To because the Good Brothers are currently the Impact Tag Champs. Well, they won it off the Briscoes, right? They won it off the Briscoes, yes. Okay. But yeah. if they have a rematch gotcha. in the anticipation of um Death Before Dishonor, so that you have FTR with all the belts. And the briskets have the tag <laughs> And they do winner take all. Oh my god. And just keep heaping belts on FTR. <laughs> There's a great picture of uh, FTR with Ultimo Dragon masks on and all the belts draped around them. <laughs> yeah. I am not sure if we'll get to see the briskets on AEW television. Just because they have uh, they have history of some yeah. problematic things, although has since been redeemed. From some... what I've read, executives don't want them, and Warner apparently don't want them. But also, I don't know how true some of that is as well. Yeah, um, you know how much of that is to get the pop real big when they do show mm-hmm. up, um, or on a pay per view or something. I don't know. I, I'm fine kind of keeping them on ROH and I don't need everybody to be there. <laughs> um, I presume Mercedes Martinez will defend her belt. Though, uh, and uh, what's there's another one out there, isn't there? Uh, jo- Jonathan Gresham got the yes. ROH championship no. belt. <laughs> Which is, yeah, that was my initial point is what do they do? With the Jonathan Grisham, whoever he whoever he's gonna face, maybe it's gonna be Brian Cage. I don't know. Um, because of the there's a tag match on Friday night between um, the tag who I can't think of their name right now, who is part of the same faction with Brian Cage. Um, it's Grisham and God, I cannot remember who looking for his tag, and then. Potentially, maybe that gets Cage a title shot. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where I feel like they've been referencing the other belts significantly, but not this belt. Yeah, so this one is definitely taking a backseat. What's what's the point of it? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Billingfort has Jonathan Grisham right there, right there in the middle of the poster, at least. So flanked by the entire, you know. AEW, AEW rosters. <laughs> I, I don't even know who they're. It's it's obviously going to have to be built on AEW television. Yeah, see who he's going to even face. But I don't. Don't even, I have no idea at this point what that could even look like. Oh, 
Okay, so there's a champions page on ROH's website. It has Gresham as world champion, Mercedes Martinez as the women's champion, and Joe as TV champion, and Yuta. So it's updated. FTR. But there's also an ROH World six-man champions. Yeah, that has... Yep, they've, they've had one going back quite a long time. Yep. So there's already a team there named the Righteous. So there are three-man tag belts? <laughs> there yeah i mean like they've had those i think it shows they last defended that november because I, I see what you're looking at november of 2021 yeah. um that is vincent in the middle who has been in impact recently as part of uh honor no more i can't remember and then i don't I don't know the guy on the left. The guy on the right, I cannot remember his name. Um, Bates. Something Bates. Bateman. Bateman is his name on the right. But it used to be it used to be um like Cody and the Bucks were the six man six man champs, SEU. Um I think like who else had them, but uh yeah, they've had those belts for those belts have existed in the promotion for quite a while. Well, if they want to still bring, the website. bring them back. <laughs> I don't know who the heck the guy on the left is, honestly. That is interesting. Yeah, that they even have it on there still. It's a good shell. Or do they even have... Yeah, they don't have any kind of roster page. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the only people you'd be able to see. Like, how's that? You're in ROH. Well, I don't know that there's too much more to... Too much more to go over. Um, yep. Anybody come? Anybody come to mind for you for uh, an opponent for Jonathan Grisham? Could it, it honestly could come from anywhere at this point. I, I have no clue. Hell, part of me would like to see Cesaro just go out and have a good match with them. That was, but then that I don't was... want him to seem to lose. But like, I yeah. think that would be a fun match to see. Different styles and sizes, you know. Yep. Um. Yeah, if it happens, Claudia wins. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't. But I also don't want to see that. So I don't want to see that. Yeah, that that's not necessary to to put in. So yeah, um, I don't know. The I'm curious to see. You know, speaking of yeah, I guess Claudio now. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, I'm curious to see how he and Hager are going to go in the ring. I don't know. Hager doesn't. Dude's undefeated in MMA. It is, you know, in real life, a badass. <laughs> but I don't feel that on the show. I no. don't find him intimidating. I don't see him as a heater. Like, I'm sure he can eat some good uppercuts. And I did like him and Claudio in Blood and Guts. Like, the, the bits where they had together, I thought were really good. So, fair play to that. You know, this will probably be good. And it makes sense that they're the two of the two factions facing off against each other. Looking up right now, this the match on Rampage. Jonathan Grisham. Um, oh, Alan Angels had his match, I think, tonight with uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. So check that out. Impact's yeah. on, on Thursday. How do you nights. watch Impact? Um, I watch <laughs> it on Access TV. I think it's still on Access, but I also have an Impact um, subscription. Where you get most of a decent amount of their pay per views for free. I just went to access.tv. I don't know if they're still. <laughs> and it pulls up, I guess, a show Metallica parking lot payday, all new Tuesday. You can. It is still on. <laughs> it is still on access TV. It's Thursday nights. I don't know if it's still this way or not. You used to get impact, and then afterwards, there's New Japan. And what New Japan would do is they would cut up our 45 minutes, hour segments of one of their big shows and they'd parse it out over a bunch of weeks. And that's what New Japan TV would look like on Access. Um, but yeah, it's still on Access. Um, I know you can also watch it on YouTube, I think. For like a buck or something. Impact Wrestling. Here we go. Watch now for free. You join Impact Wrestling on YouTube. Let's see. For a dollar a month. Okay. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. 
He used to be on Twitch. But I, I followed them on Twitch, yeah. which I thought they were there. And then it was just replays of old stuff. Watch as I live, figure out how to watch Impact. <laughs> 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 oh, Impact Plus is $8 a month. Did you say it was YouTube where it was a dollar a month? Yeah. Yep. If you go to YouTube, Impact on YouTube or whatever, whatever they call yeah. it. There's an option to join their channel, and it's a buck a month. Impact uh, Plus gives you access to their entire back catalog of all shows, uh, which is a lot at this point. You know, it's about 20 years of pay-per-views and TV and uh, lots of good lots of good stuff. Go watch some of X Division stuff. Um, and then you get... They do monthly pay-per-views, but... I, I think you get most of them for free and then they have like four big shows a year that are legit pay-per-view things that you would buy on the that you would have to buy on like fight tv or something yeah well that was a quick hour it was it's still i'm i'm looking up oh the for rampage jonathan grisham and lee moriarty against gates of agony Gates of Agony. They're these two Hulk, huge hulking uh, I think they're Samoan. No. If one is one might be Samoan. Toa Leona and Kaun. Or Khan. I don't know. Alright. Oh, sweet. I'll uh, tune into Rampage tomorrow and find out more. It's hard when I want to look up Rampage and I'm like, I just want to see the card. Don't tell me <laughs> what actually happened. Yeah. Oh, so two other bits of news if we want to talk about stuff before we actually close out. Sure. Um, supposedly, Sasha Banks and Naomi are not on WWE's internal rosters anymore. So that saga has been going on undefined. But um, I guess there's nothing new, <laughs> as I say, to talk about, you know, yeah. not like anything really changed, but they haven't come back to WWE TV. So, um, I don't know, as I said previously, I would love both of them, actually, to be on AEW. But I also don't know if AEW actually offers them enough for them to sign there, so... Sasha for sure. Naomi, I'm on the fence about. She's 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 a a, a, a fine wrestler. Uh, she's, the certain things she does in the ring that just like just destroys my um, of me having any sense of like um, like but my buy in like any sense of disbelief. Uh, she does this like. Just this thing where she does like kicks to the side, but instead of like kicking, she does like a bicycle thing where she's cut like one leg constantly up in the air, kicking on both sides of the people. <laughs> it's like, well, you come on. <laughs> Clearly, you're not hurting anyone. <laughs> just, just stuff like that. Come on. Oh. Uh, she's a good. She's a. She's a fine wrestler. If she showed up and got TV time, that'd be great. She's I very, love, she's very entertaining. I love the whole glow persona thing too. Like the look, yeah. the vibe. Like I think that would. She's inc- she's incredibly athletic. She's had some really cool spots, uh, like Kofi Kingston style spots in the Rumble, avoiding, um, you know, being eliminated. So she can be very entertaining. Yeah. But if you want to like. If you want to get me to buy into a match and for just a second, just, just like a split second, for, forget that I don't know who's going to win a- ahead of time. Or like just for a split second, forget that like they're working <laughs> together. She's, she's not one of those people. <clears throat> All right. She's a fine wrestler. I'd be happy, happy to see her. Uh, 
Did you say that there's some another another well, topic? Real also, quick? Santana was hurt. Um, I've seen no mention of how he was hurt. Um, I've looked a few times. Um, he has tweeted. Thank you to like you know people for supporting him. Um, but that's like the only thing that I've seen. I don't know. Have you seen anything else? No, it's, I haven't, other than people speculating it's like an ACL injury or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I imagine that's, yeah, uh, pulling up here. It's been an overwhelming last few days, but I just want to take a sec to say thank you. That, that's been it. Mm. Um, I assumed by the way it happened, he went down, had to be something like that. You know, ACL, MCL, something Yeah, in the knee. Um, I did notice they didn't mention him when kind of going over the winners or the recap or anything, which I I guess I kind of understand. Uh, Yeah, it'd be kind of awkward to when they're showing showing the image of everybody up on the cage and it's like, oh, here's the five guys up on the cage or whatever. And then here's a guy lying crumpled. (laughs) <laughs> in pain in the ring you know so i, I can yeah. understand from a of like practical perspectives that yeah. it might be difficult there um but they also don't mention people's injuries other than to say someone's injured generally yeah. like we still don't know daniel Bryan's injury uh we know cm punk had surgery on his leg don't know if it was foot his ankle or knee um Jungle Boy, I don't know what the issue, you know, like what his injury is. It, it feels very much like a hockey injury report to me. Yes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yep. They've got a lower body injury. Yep. Or, <laughs> or the Patriots, you know, sounds like a Belichick kind of thing. <laughs> you know, Adam Cole, I was watching his Twitch a little bit earlier today. I, I Since we hadn't heard anything about him whatsoever. I, yeah. I pulled up his Twitch channel just to see if he's been uh, streaming anything, and he has been a little bit. Um, but so I, I guess he's okay-ish. And yeah, he that's made right. Allusions... We got no specifics of that either. No, no, nothing. And he made allusions in one of his, or kind of vaguely said in one of his Twitch streams that he thinks he's going to be back very soon. Hopefully, right. hopefully they all they all get healthy, including CM Punk, and come back and do what they love and what people love to watch see them do. All right, is that another one in the can? I think it is. It's a the <laughs> not a gun. It's not a gun. That's me. It's me cracking open a can <laughs> to, to to shove the episode in. <laughs> Can club, yeah, yeah, the can club. <laughs> uh, all right, that's, that's how it. we're going out. <laughs> <laughs> Love it.